And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark and my wife, Catrice. Good day. And this is a program called Touch of God. And it is such a blessing to be able to speak and teach you today on the things of the Lord and the, from the Word of God, the very scriptures, the God-breathed scriptures themselves. Amen. And so in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, today for this message. We thank you for your Word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit directing this program and to help the listeners truly understand the truth that will set them free from anything that is bothering them, especially to do with this continuing topic of forgiveness and the importance of forgiving others that have wronged us. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for helping heal our hearts today in this regard, in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to continue this week with part four of our series on forgiveness as part of the overarching theme of this radio program, which is your identity in Christ, now that you're born again in Him. Amen. So we're going to continue with part four today, and we want you to be set free, and Jesus wants you to be set free and let go of the things that have been bothering you, maybe about people in your heart that you've been trying to let go of and trying to forgive them. And so we're going to talk about that some more today. Amen. So, Kadrice, I'm going to pass it over to you. Thank you, Lord, for just another opportunity to just be washed in the Word. May the Word go forth and hit the bullseye in the heart and break up some hardened ground and soften parts of our heart that we know of and that we don't know of. So the past couple of weeks, we've talked about forgiveness and unforgiveness. We've talked about what forgiveness was to have grace, unmerited favor, the love of Jesus, having forgiveness as a disciple of Christ and understanding that we are as Jesus is in this world, so are we. Knowing the characteristics of the Father you serve, whether it is God or of the devil, and how that perspective can open up our minds for understanding and how the lack of the truth can cause someone to forgive or to not forgive. And by not having the fullness of the truth, we can not walk with the correct vision to even have the ability to correctly look upon someone's situation. And oftentimes Jesus had compassion. And even before Jesus died, he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. There's just a, such a great emphasis. And if we just use that to even think that thought before we even talk to people, just forgive them for they know not what they do. How nice would it be if you were in error and someone looked at you and was like, you know what? It's okay. I can explain the rest of it to you later. I know you don't, you know, you don't fully understand everything. And I know based on you not understanding everything, you couldn't possibly come to a conclusion that would just be good for this situation, you know, and that would Amen. be so good to just <laughs> have everyone walking in that kind of grace and mercy and favor. So one of the things I just wanted to put emphasis on is to have forgiveness is to be Christ-like, right? We're all working to be molded in his image. And if we are to be molded in his image, what does it mean to not have forgiveness? And so one of the things we just want to examine this week is when we're having forgiveness or we have unforgiveness, that unforgiveness can extend over a situation, a circumstance, over a person, and it can even extend to ourselves. But 
if we look at it from a perspective that if we remain hidden in Christ, which that topic in the Bible is in Colossians chapter 3, verse 3, it talks about being hidden in Christ. And to be hidden in Christ, it just says, for as far as this world is concerned, you have died and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. So our new real life is hidden with Christ in God. When I'm hidden, I'm in Christ. And when I'm in Christ, I'm walking in the nature and the characteristics of Jesus, because as Jesus is, so am I in this world. But when I step out of being hidden in Christ, I'm not hidden in Jesus, which means when I'm in Jesus, I have the nature and the characteristics of the Lord, right? When I'm not hidden in Christ, it would be obvious because I wouldn't be walking in the nature and the characteristics. And so when we just examine that and we're just looking at someone else, if we don't love our neighbor, then we're not really walking in what Christ died for, right? Or what God intent purpose when he sent Jesus here, right? So for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life, right? That's John three sixteen. We've heard it so many times, but hearing it and saying it is not the same thing as doing it. What do we love so much that we would give our only That's what's happening when you forgive. Today, we're going to examine not only the Colossians chapter 3, we're also going to look at one of the really good natures and characteristics. Well, actually, all the natures and characteristics of God and Jesus are good. So, But one of my favorites, I'm going to say. And so I'm going to examine that because I just think it's very important for what we're looking at. And that is Micah chapter 7 verse 18 to 19. And of course, today we're using the Amplified Classic. But in Micah chapter 7, verse 18, it says, Who is a God like you, who pardons sin and forgives the transgressions of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us, You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. And then Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. Then he adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. So one of the things that God does when he looks upon us, he chooses to remember our sins no more. And if we're like Jesus, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. And Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, then we're taking on the character and the naturistics of not only God, but also Jesus, because they're one and the same. So we are to look at our neighbor and to even look at ourselves and choose to remember our sins no more. What does that mean? That means when we're in situations and circumstances, and one of the big ones is we can be walking in forgiveness, but then certain individuals will come into our lives and want to bring back up either the past or they'll want you to remember things or they'll want to accuse. And what do we do when that encounter happens? Well, I can tell you what does happen sometimes. That person chooses to accuse. They begin to open up their mouth and to speak those things. And sometimes, in some cases, you can take on their frustration and their anger because 
you want to defend yourself and you want to justify yourself. But when we're hidden in Christ, God is our defender. We are justified in Christ, right? We are the righteousness of God in Christ. So God will be our defender. Jesus has justified us already. So when our flesh wants to rise up and to defend ourselves, because maybe what that person is saying is not correct. And if they knew the truth, they they wouldn't even say these things. What we want to do is remain hidden in Christ and just remember those sins no more. So in that situation, we want to look at that individual and just choose to forgive. Don't even take part in what it is that they're accusing you of. You don't have to defend yourself. You can just simply brush it off or just simply don't even respond to that. And when they see that you're still loving on them, no matter how you accuse them, they won't have that attitude anymore or they'll just simply not want to be around you because they won't understand what you're saying and how your heart posture can forgive them. And you know, Catrice, that's really interesting because hidden in Christ, we must understand that that positionally we are hidden in Christ, Christ in us, the hope of glory, and we are in him. Now, that does not automatically mean that all of a sudden our mouth is going to open and our voice box and our vocal cords are automatically going to say, I forgive you, I forgive you. It's not an automatic thing, but it's still up to our free will to choose to forgive the person or persons who have wronged us. But it is far more likely now that you are born again, that you are taking on more of the nature and the characteristic of the Lord, like Catrice was saying, that your heart will be so inclined to want to do the right thing. It doesn't mean it's easy. It just means you're more convicted by the Holy Spirit, not condemned, because the Holy Spirit doesn't condemn, but the Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit, the comforter, prods us just a little bit on our shoulder and says, you know, it's time to look into this situation between you and this particular individual. It's time for you to contemplate just giving this over to the Lord and asking the Lord for help and his grace and strength for you to be able to come to the point where you pick up the phone or you meet the person and say, look, I need to forgive you for this thing that I felt offended me or I felt that you betrayed me and this is the way I perceived or interpreted what you told me and you may not have meant it that way but this was the way I received it and my heart was affected by it but I need to tell you that I forgive you. It's a lot easier to do under the grace of the Lord and the Lord wants to give you the strength and he will be there as your right God. Amen. He will be there helping you speak those words. He won't speak them for you, but he will help you speak in love because he's all about forgiving us. Because while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What a huge forgiving sacrifice Jesus has paid and the Father has paid by sending his Son for us. And we know from Scripture that if we do not forgive others, then the Lord cannot forgive us. And so it's very important that we do, but know that the Lord is with us to give us the strength to do it when the Lord puts it on our heart to correct those outstanding issues. Amen. Amen. I'm glad that you brought that up. So a part of this process is is when this is actually happening, if you're being accused or you're part of this 
process, we have to, number one, remember that we're hidden in Christ. We are not our own. We were bought with a price. And so keep your mind on God. So what we're going to do is we're going to read John 15 because John chapter 15 is talking about remaining in Christ. And this is a part of the process. When someone is not about God's business, they're about the devil's business, right? They're doing the opposite. And so we have to remember who we are, that we've been bought with a Christ. And so this is what God says in John 15. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away, trims off, takes away, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. So when you're in this situation and you're going through these things in life, remember that God is with you and every situation is causing you to be pruned and to bear more fruit, richer and more excellent fruit. So everything is working together for good for a process. And as you're being accused of these things, you have to remember this. And so I'm going to continue in John 15, and I'm going to go ahead to verse 3. You are cleansed and pruned already because the word which I have given you, the teachings I have discussed with you. Dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in being vitally united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. So when someone's accusing you, remember, it's not I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And this is exactly what John 15 is talking about, that when we're dwelling in him, our response is not even coming from us because we're so much a part of Jesus that we are only speaking what the Father speaks. We're dwelling in him. He's with us and we're with him. And so our response would be in Christ. What would Jesus say about this situation? What would Jesus do about this situation? And when we speak, we're a representation of Jesus. And Jesus did not get angry when he was accused. Jesus simply remained in the Father. He looked to the Father. And so speaking of that very thing, if we go to Colossians 3, It says, if then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God and set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. So while you're going through this and you're being persecuted, you want to keep your mind on things above and not on things below. We're in this world and we're not of this world. We're remaining in Christ and we're walking in him at all times. So then when we are being accused, what is the process? What do we do? Well, we take on the nature and the characteristics of God and Jesus and we have his response. And we just simply say their sins and lawlessness acts I will remember no more so when we choose to not remember it no more it's almost like we have like a repellent on 
Have you ever stuck a repellent on your windshield for when it rains? And then when it rains, it doesn't even stick to the windshield. It just drops right off. As a matter of fact, it just doesn't even affect your windshield, not even your vision while you're trying to look through it because there's such a shield on it. And even though it's invisible, you can see the effects of that shield. Well, when we're in Christ, even though you cannot see Jesus, we walk by faith and not by sight. And so Jesus is that invisible repellent that you can see him by by his works. You know him by his fruit. You know him by his love. And it acts as a shield, a shield of faith against the wilds of the devil. And it quenches every fiery dart when we choose to love. As a matter of fact, when we choose to love, it's like just heaping coals on our enemy because they just don't understand what it means to just simply forgive. It's completely disarms individuals because they're not expecting that. But as Jesus said, uh, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yes, and the part where the Lord is about not remembering our sins no more. Now, it's important to understand here that it wasn't that we committed sins and then God decided to not remember them anymore. He still had to deal with the problem. And so the sins had to be dealt with, just like the perfect judge deals with the crime. It has to go with some form of punishment. And so, as you know, the Father dealt with sin by sending his Son, amen, to the cross. And so, therefore, whosoever believes in Jesus is a part of that blessing of having their sins remitted, completely washed away, and then the Lord decides to remember those sins no more. So now you might say to yourself, I cannot imagine just not remembering these offenses this person's done against me. Well, again, like the Lord, you have to deal with the problem. You have to deal with their offense by submitting it under the blood of Jesus, giving it to the Lord, saying, Lord, this has caused me a lot of hurt. I need to forgive this person. But Lord, under your blood, I know that I can do all things through you who strengthen me. Because you have paid for me to be free of this, because, Lord, you have set free the captives. And Isaiah 61, Lord, you were anointed to set the captives free. And, Lord, this has helped me captive for years. And now I want to give this up. And, Lord, I cannot do this under my own strength, so please give me the grace. I need to deal with this offense, and I need to forgive this individual, so, Lord, that I can no longer need to remember it. Amen. That was so good. So that's going to take me back to Colossians 3, verse 12, where one of your responses, or as you're thinking to keep your mind on things above and not below, it says, close yourself, therefore, as God's own chosen ones, his own picked representatives who are purified and holy and well-beloved by God himself by putting on behavior marked by tender-hearted pity and mercy, kind feeling, a lowly opinion of yourselves, gentle ways and patience, which is tireless and long-suffering and has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper. Be gentle and forbearing with one another And if one has a difference, a grievance, or a complaint against another, readily pardoning each other, 
even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, so must you also forgive. So as we go into this process right now, can you think of someone who they just need forgiveness? And let's not think whether they deserve the forgiveness, but let's just think unmerited favor and grace upon them that there's this wonderful open door that God has given us and we can freely forgive them. And with the same thing that you yourself would want to be forgiven, we can use that grace and that mercy because us knowing what we do because we are in Christ, we can deliberately shower them with love and grace and mercy and tenderheartedness, as the scripture was saying, because we have that freedom Because when you have the wisdom and you have the knowledge, you can focus it and bless someone who knows not what they do and open up their heart and mind to a new way. Sometimes when we're here, because we see so much that's around us that that doesn't seem like it's correct, we could tend to want to walk in those ways. But we have to continue to remember what is right, what is justice, what is the truth of the matter and how would we want to be treated if we ourselves were in that situation. So we must move forward and continue to forgive each other. So right now, I want everyone to just close their eyes. And God, I just thank you, God, for just giving us a clean heart and a clean mind. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, that we just think of each other as we think of ourselves. Thank you, God, that the people that we are asking for mercy for. It's not even for ourselves, God, but that we love them so much, Lord, that we lay down our lives for a friend, Lord, that we give our only for them to just know a moment with God, to just know a moment with Jesus, to just know the unmerited favor and grace that God has bestowed even upon us and that we love these people in front of us so much that we want them to have their burdens lifted, right? Your yoke is easy, your burden is light. And also for anyone out there who just hasn't forgiven themselves, perhaps you have condemnation against yourself. Perhaps someone has passed away and you did not forgive yourself for those last and final moments. Well, God has forgiveness for you. And he's waiting with open arms to just embrace you and to forgive you, to teach you the love of the Father. And God, I just thank you right now for just touching those hearts and minds out there right now who are just heavy laden. But you say, come all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Lord, give them rest. Rest their mind, Lord. Keep their minds in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. I thank you, God, for the forgiveness for others and the forgiveness for people for forgiving themselves, Lord. I just thank you, God, for your tender love and mercy, washing this world clean of the things that are occurring, that have occurred, and that will occur. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So we thank you so much for listening today. If you have need for us to help you with this very topic, you are more than welcome to get in touch with us. And we would love to pray with you. We would love to minister to you privately if that's what you would like. We would love to do that because it's the love of Christ in us that desires to set you free. Amen. There's a couple of ways to get hold of us. You can call us directly at country code one four zero seven seven zero five. 
1-407-705-3151. That's country code 1-407-705-3151. You can also email us at touchofgodradio at gmail.com. Touchofgodradio at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can find us on the web at touchofgodradio.org. And you can also see us on Facebook and YouTube by searching for Touch of God Radio. But until this time next week, be blessed. Amen.